All right, how we doing, everybody? It is 4-12-19. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. The NBA playoffs are upon us. It's my favorite time of year. Austin Bickett's here. Dylan Bickle's here. They're going to help us all figure out who's winning each series before the best of sevens begin this Saturday afternoon. Before they do, our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. Stop by either the downtown or Bardstown Road locations this Sunday for the Masters finale, where they will be having 99-cent smoked wings and $6 Bloody Marys all day starting at noon. All right, let's get it going. All right, guys, at 10.25 last night, we had a completely different set of matchups in the West. It took all 82 to lock it in. It's the NBA playoffs. They're starting Saturday. We're going to get to every series one at a time. Let's start from the top, the one seed and massive favorites to win this series and the whole thing. The Golden State Warriors take on our own Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, and the Clippers, who really wanted to be here. They really wanted to make the playoffs so much that they lost their first-round pick by making the playoffs to the Celtics in a past trade. Their prize? One of the best professional sporting teams ever assembled. Guys, the Warriors are massive, minus 20,000 favorites to advance here. So you'd have to bet two grand to win $10 on the Warriors to advance. Totally ridiculous. What do you all see here? Austin, go. So the Clippers are probably the best story in the Western Conference. They trade their best player, Tobias Harris, at the deadline. Everybody thinks they're going to start tanking. Uh, if they didn't make the playoffs, they were going to get their first-round pick back from the Celtics. The emergence of Trez has been awesome to watch. Lou Will's out there still dropping 40. He's been doing it forever. I know they kind of wanted to play the Warriors, I guess, but it sucks they have to play the Warriors because I really like watching this team. I wish they had a chance. Definitely. I was hoping for that Rockets matchup. A lot of ex-Rockets on that Clippers team. That was what it was looking like earlier in the week. That, as the three and the six, the Thunder were in the eighth spot. This is really shaken up. This is a really tough matchup for the Clippers. Yeah, it, it really sucks. I really like this Clippers team. They're really They're one of the more fun teams to watch, just the way they play and how they don't really have a star. They just have a bunch of guys who play together. But at the end of the day, they're playing the Warriors. Curry, Durant, and Clay have not lost a series together. They add Cousins to that. Still got Draymond. He's, I know we're not big anti-Draymond podcast here. But if you think that Draymond is successfully guarding Montrezl Harrell no, he's in this not, series, no. I don't I'm know just what to saying. tell you. He's, he's out there with them. <laughs> I don't expect their only loss to come to an eight seed, even though the Clippers are fun to watch. I think it's going to be a lot of high-scoring games here. I think the Clippers keep some games close. I think the Warriors are going to be cruising like 80% effort. And I think the Warriors sweep in four. Five if they decide to take a night off. Okay, I'm with you. Man, I'm throwing 10 on the Clips. I'm just going to tell you. I'm throwing 10 it's on It's almost them. worth it just because it's so high. Yeah, you know, Maybe Curry and Durant both get hurt. 10 to win 1,000. I mean, you we watched two of these guys almost fight each other this year. I mean, you know, why not? I'll probably lose. Still, what do you got? Steph rolled his ankle earlier in the week. Yeah. Big storyline. I don't think that'll. I think he's okay at this point. Um, so, obviously, it's pretty hard to go against the Warriors with any matchup. They don't really have a weakness outside of their depth. They don't really have a strong bench. The Clippers have the, the top scoring bench in the league, which is a little skewed because you have Lou Williams coming off the bench. You have Montrez Harrell coming off the bench. Yeah, that makes no sense. I mean, yeah. why don't they just start their best players? Yeah, I know were... some people are like, yeah, we really want to spark off the bench, but two of your best players are sitting on the bench right there. Not going to help going down 18-5. to five. Another thing with the Clippers, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell are like, which I, I didn't really realize this, but – as far as like pick and roll offense, they're ranked like towards the top of mm-hmm. success right there, which is really cool. It's good to see, you know, Montrez Harrell was kind of just floating around with the Rockets a little bit. He makes this move, he has his chance, and he's really showed it. What we already knew, he's a great player, he's got a great motor. The Clippers just have a bunch of really good basketball players, and they put forth more effort than the team they're playing against almost every single night. 
the four games they played, the only game that the Clippers won was without Steph and without DeMarcus Cousins. Okay. And Steph averages 33 a game against them. So, Not great. I, I mean, the, the Clippers could steal one. They could steal one. But, I mean, if you made me guess, I'm going to say it's going to be a sweep. There's just way too much fi- firepower on the Warriors squad. Yeah, the Warriors have seemed to be in prime form the last couple of weeks. It's a scary thing for the rest of the league. I do think they advance easily here, probably four or five games. But I do think you're going to look at some close games. This Clippers team is going to fight uh, owner Steve Ballmer at the beginning of the year. A lot, a lot of fans, a lot of media members questioning the Blake Griffin move. And he had Montrez's back the whole time. So we have Montrez Harrell. I have faith that this guy's going to slide in and take a spot. He's done that. I'm still going to go Warriors in five. Impressive year from the Clips, though. Don't know how much sense it made if they lose a series in four or five games and they have no first-round pick, but we'll see. All right, guys. Rockets Jazz. Last year's Western Conference semifinal brought back in this year's first round. Our own Donovan Mitchell shocked the NBA world by upsetting Westbrook PG in the Thunder only to be brought back down to earth by a Rockets team who last year just looked a lot better than the Jazz. Winning the series easily in five games, right before losing to the Warriors in the conference finals by just a few possessions. You know I've loved this Rockets team all year. Two nights ago, they broke the record for most threes made in the game. They're playing well. They're rolling. This is the number two offense in Houston, taking on the number two defense in Utah. Rockets minus 400, Utah plus 310 to advance. What do you all see here? It's crazy that the Rockets are even in this series. Last night, it looked like they might end up with the two seed. The Nuggets and Blazers were both trailing big in the second half. They both come back and win. And it really sucks for the Jazz because they get – I think we all think the Rockets are the second-best team in the West. Yeah. And the Jazz get them as their four in the first round. It really sucks for Utah. Um, Playoff Harden has been an issue later in series, games five, six, seven. I think this is the year that he kind of puts that to rest. Just kind of a gut feeling, honestly. Uh, U- Utah's a really great team. I love watching them. Donovan and his supporting cast can definitely keep this series interesting. I think they do win a couple games, but Houston has too many shooters. They they basically play like the Warriors. They're just going to sh- shoot, shoot, shoot until the game's over. Too much star power in Harden and Chris Paul. And they have home court advantage. It's really tough to win in Utah. I definitely think Utah wins a couple at home. But I like the Rockets in six here to set up an insane second-round matchup with the Warriors. I hear you, man. The Rockets are just – they have so much firepower from all levels. The Jazz, when they play their best lineup out there, they're competitive with anybody. Especially at home. Some of these lineups they put out with Joe Ingles taking every shot down the floor, it it just – it looks a little Pacers-ish in a way. I wish they would have went out and gotten a couple wings – it, it, just some more scoring from somewhere. Donovan's the man, though. He, he's going to surprise a lot of people in this series. I really do think that Donovan has the firepower to win a couple of these games. It, he's, yeah, I think, top five clutch rating at under five minutes. Games, one possession. Donovan's top five in the NBA. It, it's going to be a great series. Ah, it, it's just hard. It's hard to pick against a team like the Rockets. Dylan, what are you thinking? So this is actually one of my favorite matchups of the entire playoffs. Like you said, great offense versus great defense. Really, elite offense versus elite defense. It's a revenge series for the Jazz. The Rockets knocked them out, obviously, last year in the second round. You know that's in the back of their minds. Um, the thing that worries me about Donovan, and we saw this in at U of L, and we've seen it in multiple games. If he's hot, I mean, he's scoring with anybody. But there are games where he's not on, and he keeps shooting the ball. 
I mean, I know that scores, you know, you put the ball up, but when he is cold, he is cold. I think that's more so of being on the Jazz, too. If you watch them, I really think that Donovan is, is a really smart player, but you're right. He has those games where he goes 8 for 26, and you see it's those It's tough insane, to overcome that. Yeah, but the Jazz, when you watch them, it, it gets kind of awkward. There's only a 24-second shot clock, and if – their first few passes and cuts don't work on a possession. Mm-hmm. They're clearing out, and it's Don. And that's what Quinn Snyder wants, too. So that 8 for 26, is, I think, is also something that is overreacted to because the, the Jazz, it, Donovan is so the number one on this team. It is so not even an argument. There's not even a number two. Donovan might be number one and two on this team that he doesn't have to feel bad or awkward about taking bad no, shots. No, no, by no means is it is it bad that he does it. It's just that um, – it, it's just some of those times where he does have a cold night and they have to lean on him. So it's really up to him how far they go there. For sure. Um, on defense, they need to force the Rockets to obviously take contested shots. They can shoot the ball with anybody in the league. Um, and really, I think they have to send him towards Gobert down down in the paint. Um, he's one of the best anchors in the entire league, and scoring over him is obviously tough. Um I think the Jazz will put Crowder on Harden to give Donovan a little bit of a rest, knowing that he's going to have to carry him offensively. Yeah. Um, and he, he's got to go. I mean, Donovan, this is this is it. He's got to go. But good news for them, he's coming off a 46-point game. So I'm, so I'm so glad you said the thing about Gobert and them having to go at him because some teams in their small ball formula – can really take Gobert out of a series because of his inability to guard the three. The Rockets aren't necessarily that team, surprisingly. No matter how good they are at threes, they're not necessarily that team because they want Capella on the floor for most of the game. Capella cannot stretch the floor at all. But this big three, guys, of Capella, Harden, and CP3, 34-13 and 13 this season when they're all healthy in play, and I, I really think Eric Gordon is the most slept-on X-Factor guy in this series. People might not believe it. 12-plus points in 17 of his last 18 games, guys. He's consistent. He's a three-plus three-pointers made a game guy. When you look at the Jazz and the guys that they're going to have trying to compete and make shots back, it's going to be Tabo Cephalosha and Royce O'Neal. Just not household names. Not enough, I don't think, to keep up with the Rockets. This is an offensive matchup versus a defensive uh, offensive team versus a defensive team. This is the highest scoring NBA season that we've seen since the 80s. I think offense prevails. Rockets minus 400 in six games. I like Donovan to win two of them. Thunder Blazers. The Blazers not only banged up, guys, but they're 0-4 against OKC this year. They really did try to lose last night to the Kings to draw the Jazz. There's rumors that they broke a huddle to 1-2-3 Salt Lake last night. They were down 26 at half. They played six guys, none of whom are in their regular rotation. But this really speaks to the depth of an NBA roster when I tell you that Anthony Simmons, Simmons, 37, 39, something like that. Scala Bissier has 29, and Gary Trent Jr. making big shots down the stretch. I mean, when's the last time you heard that guy's name? I just brought it to you. They secure the Blazers' three spot in the playoffs, which... On accident. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that Lillard's too thrilled about. But they do so, and they give us the most competitive first-round matchup, according to the odds makers. The Thunder are slight favorites over the Blazers here. As the six seed, the Thunder are minus 132 advance. Austin, take it away. This could have been a really unbelievable series if the Blazers weren't so injured right now. I mean, CJ's going to play, but he's not 100%. They have Nurkic is done for the year. Could have been Dame, Russ, CJ, Paul George, Nurkic, and Steven Adams. 
that being said, when I was looking at this, I can't get that playoff series from last year out of my head. Blazers, Pelicans, the Pelicans just dominate them all four games. And that was just Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis. Yeah. And Anthony Davis just straight Rondo, gave up on Rondo looked like Celtics, Rondo. It was just those two. They win a playoff series last year, and Anthony Davis just stops going to stuff. He's like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm done with you all. And they still beat the Blazers, a like, healthy Blazers convinc- in the playoffs. Yeah, convincingly, too. Yeah. That's yeah. tough to look past. Yeah, you can't, like you said, I don't think the Blazers are thrilled to be playing Thunder here. I think it's still going to be a good series. You know, Dame's good for a couple games. But the way Paul George has played this whole year, it just seems different this year. The Thunder haven't had hardly any playoff success since KD left. Obviously, that first year it was pretty much just Russ there. And then last year, obviously, they lose to the Jazz in the first round. I think Paul George has just taken his game to another level that I don't know if a lot of people knew that he could go to another level. Westbrook's going to stuff his stats, get his triple-doubles. Adams, very solid down low. I I can't pick the Blazers after what I saw last year and watching this Thunder team this year. I like the Thunder here in six, but they better win in six because Portland is a very tough place to win, and you don't want to find yourself there for a game seven. Especially when they're going to get deeper into this series. The Blazers, McCollum is going to yeah. start getting mixed, get healthier. Uh, remixed in with this offense. Uh, injury for McCollum on March 15th. He's played twice since then. He hasn't been able to get over 11 points. The Blazers were a healthy team, guys. They looked during, so good. They were a healthy team earlier this year, and they were looking good, but all four of those losses to the Thunder, they were healthy for it, and now they're not. That's a scary thing. I think there's a reason you saw six active players last night trying to avoid this OKC they matchup. Still get the win. And it is one of those things, too, that, I mean, you know, the Jazz – beat the Thunder in a playoff series this year. And if it were the Jazz and the Thunder matched up in a series, I don't know that I would pick the Thunder. It would be really hard to look at. But the Blazers clearly wanted the Jazz. They get the Thunder. That's not a positive mindset to have going into a playoff series. Dylan, what do you think here? So do we even call this an upset if I take the Thunder? No, I mean, I don't think so, other than the seeding. It's a six over three. A seed upset in this series. Lillard can do enough to carry the Blazers – to a series win, um, but he has to have help, and CJ has to get back to what he was. I don't think that happens. Like you said, he struggled with the first couple of games that he's been back. He has to get it going for them to have a chance. The Thunder's offense does scare me a little bit. It's been very inconsistent, um, which is hard to believe because of how much talent they have on that roster. The defense is what's going to win the series for them. They have one of the best perimeter defenses in the entire league with um, Westbrook, Paul George, and then Ter- Terrence Ferguson, who you know a lot of people forget about, but he's very athletic. He's long. He can guard. Um, it's just a matchup that I really don't like for Portland. I think Lillard and company can steal a game or two, but I mean, I think it's going to be Thunder. I think it's going to be pretty easy. I'm going to go with Thunder in five. Thunder in five. I'm going to take the Thunder as well. I, I think if McCollum is fully healthy, I could see the Blazers maybe reaching a turning point. I don't think that the Nurkic injury is the end of the world for them. They do have Enos Cantor and Myers Leonard. They can form a formidable one-two at the center spot when it comes to this playoff series. I just think McCollum, with how physical the Thunder guards are and how physical the Thunder is are on defense, I... Uh, it's just hard to see the Blazers competing much here. You'd have to think like their looks on those guys' faces when Nurkic got hurt the other week. It's just like, oh man, yeah, it, and it, it was a gruesome injury. Uh, too. It was so hard to watch. It, I, I think that the war, the Blazers' peak so far is this three seed that they have, and I think it's incredible that they've accomplished that. I don't think they're going to co- accomplish much more. I'll take the Thunder in six. Last Western Conference series, Spurs Nuggets. 
Denver's coach, Mike Malone, former Greg Popovich assistant, Denver's playoff seeding also came down to the last minute last night when Jamal Murray buried a huge three ball with 30 seconds left to give the Nuggets the lead for the night, the two seed in the West, and the best road to the finals imaginable, considering that they don't have to meet Golden State or Houston until the conference finals now. Denver's core of Murray, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and first-time All-NBA candidate Nikola Jokic has had one of the most impressive seasons in the NBA. The Spurs acquired DeMar DeRozan this offseason and maintained their winning ways, securing a playoff spot in the always tough West. Malone isn't taking anything lightly, guys. When asked about the Spurs matchup versus other matchups and if he should be thrilled, Malone said, Pop has five rings, I have a wedding ring. This is the second closest line series as the Nuggets are just minus 235 faves to advance past the plus 195 Spurs. Dylan, what do you like here? So I think this is going to be the best series of the first round. The Nuggets have been strong all season, led by Jokic. You know, he does it all for them, but they're so young. Very, very young. The youngest, second youngest team in the playoffs, or in the NBA, I believe. Um, the youngest in the West. The Spurs have the best coach in maybe the entire NBA, you could argue. And they have so much more experience in the playoffs than the Nuggets. I don't think any team would be excited to run into the Spurs in the first round. They're always here. They usually make noise. And this is this is crazy when I saw this. This will be Greg Popovich's twenty second straight playoff appearance. Twenty two. It's almost how old I am. That's that's a long time, man. It's pretty crazy, man. LeBron's not even in the playoffs this year. Yeah. And and I mean the Spurs have had up and down years, um, but they're always there. One matchup that I think is gonna be really interesting, all defense uh candidate Derek White guarding Jamal Murray. I think that's gonna be a tough matchup. I think the edge on that matchup gives their team a pretty big advantage in the series. If the Spurs can steal one in Denver, I think they take the series, and I think they will. I'm going to go with Spurs in seven, which is tough because I really like this Nuggets team, and they're fun to watch, but I just I can't go against the Spurs. You know, the Spurs are tough, man. LaMarcus Aldridge has looked unreal this season, and he hasn't necessarily looked like the Portland LaMarcus Aldridge in San Antonio yet, but he does now. That ABC Sunday afternoon game a couple weeks ago, he had 50 in Boston. 50. They had no answer for him. They were flicking it to the post, and he's just putting a jumper in someone's face over and over again. He is going against Jokic now. Jokic is no Al Horford. Austin, what do you got? I don't think there's any way this series doesn't end up in a seventh game in Denver. The Nuggets have been great all year. Obviously, competed with the Warriors for the one seed overall. I still think they're a year or two away from competing for an actual championship, but for this series alone, I mean, they shoot well, they defend, they rebound, they do it all. Jokic is an absolute star. Jamal Murray and Harris are maybe future stars. Obviously not the Spurs team we're used to. They've lost a lot of people. The big three's gone. Kawhi's gone. It's still pop. They do have DeMar. They do have LA, which we just mentioned. This series is going to be awesome. I can't wait to watch this series. I was leaning back and forth on who I thought was going to win the series. I Like I said, I think it's going seven for sure. I think I was leaning towards Spurs, but just so we're not all in the same thing, because we have been so far, I'm going to take the Nuggets at home in seven. I love, love, love the Nuggets here, guys. I really do. I, I think Murray is your X factor for sure. I think he comes through. DeMar DeRozan has always struggled in the playoffs. That is one thing that's remained true. The new uniform is not going to fool me. I'll take the Nuggets in six. At least DeMar won't be playing LeBron. I mean, maybe that'll help. Very true, but he's playing Nikola Jokic. Yeah, that's true. We'll get to the LeBron thing later. All right, guys. The East 
Milwaukee, the NBA's regular season best record champion, takes on Austin Bickett and the Detroit Pistons, the NBA's worst playoff team, in my opinion. Blake Griffin sat last night as the Pistons cruised to a victory over the G League Knicks, going on to crush Dylan's favorite team, the Hornets, and their playoff hopes. Could have ended Kimba Walker's tenure in Charlotte as well. I'll give you a second, Austin, to gloat about such a high honor. Man, it's really, really high honor. We just crept in there, grabbed that eight seed. I'm really glad that I get to watch the Pistons in the playoffs. It's not going to matter. And we finished five and eight down the stretch. I don't think even coming the, in hot. I don't think the team even wanted to make the playoffs, but just put it to Dylan is really just really makes it all worth it. Yeah, know? for sure. I'd love <laughs> I don't to Dylan see that. really cared. Uh, Blake, what, what's Blake's injury status? Uh, he's missed four of the last five. Okay. They said, I think he said it out last night on purpose because we're playing the Knicks. It did say probable. I did see probable, so that's positive. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he he'll be what we playing. I'm assuming he's going to be playing in game one. He played the night before we played the Knicks. And he didn't play in the second half because we were down twenty, and that's when we started our comeback. So, yeah, he uh, it, he he's having arguably the best year of his career too. Definitely. Yeah. So I mean, you have to like the star power the Pistons bring in terms of that one guy. Dylan, are, are you going to be okay now that the Hornet season is ended and you and finished? Kemba will never play that. Kemba's again. gone. Yeah, and you also finished in the nine spot, which is somehow worse than going fourteen and sixty or whatever the, the worst Knicks possible did. season because they're going to get Zion <laughs> and you guys are going to get uh, not Zion. So go ahead. Well, here's the thing. If we were to get the number one pick, we would find a way to draft someone that's not Zion. Yeah, I we mean, would draft the worst player that we could possibly pick at that position, as we always do. Yeah, so, uh, maybe uh, maybe Kid Gilchrist right over Brad Beal or something. Yeah, that, that's been. I'm, I'm going to get there. So, just talk about the Hornets a little bit. Rest in peace, Kimba's time in Charlotte. He tried as hard as he could to literally carry the entire city. What do you have? Forty three last game. Twenty five a game this year for a full season. That, that's incredible. Yeah, on that team. On yeah. that team. Second best player on that team is Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, real which stat. Is really tough. Clutch guy. Um, it's been fun. Leadership did nothing to help him at all. Hornets are becoming more relevant by the day. Um, every year, we continue to butcher their first-round pick. We have picked Frank Kaminsky in the top ten. We have picked Cody Zeller at number four. It all started with Adam Morrison at number three. And Both of those guys are Kid really Gilders. coming into their own as good role players. Role player, correct. Yeah. Um, Malik Monk has not panned out whatsoever. Um, let's see. Bridges was okay. The but I, the, I mean, it could just go on and on and on and the on. The Pistons and the Hornets have been in this war for like eight years now. We're both always the 8-9 spot. We both can't draft someone in the lottery. We might finish 10th. We're literally know. the same franchise. One of us has to get in the playoffs. And here's the thing. I'm like, you know, there's not a ton of like, you know, we're not spending a bunch of money. Like, here's we don't have any cap room. I don't get how we don't have any cap room. <laughs> it's the exact same It makes us. no sense. Sense. We don't have anyone that's good because you are paying Batum a hundred. Batum mil. is ranked as the worst contract in the NBA. That's good. Max deal. Is y'all first and something? <laughs> yeah, and uh, honestly, Dylan, I, I would I wouldn't be that negative about it because those Buzz City uniforms y'all have are freaking sweet. And our court is like really cool. But like, yeah, Michael Jordan thing, is no the one, owner. Jordan uniforms cool. too. The no only one team. wants to play for Jordan. No one wants to play on the cool court. No one wants to look swaggy in our uniforms no because they know swag. what's going to happen. You're going to get that close to the playoffs. <laughs> And it's going to be ripped from you. It's exactly what happens every By year. Ish Smith. Okay. Uh, sure. Back yeah. to back to some real life competition. Real basketball. The Bucks are a minus whopping five thousand, five thousand <laughs> to get past the Pistons. Blake Griffin looked like the best version of himself all year. Him and Drummond are going to bring you a very 1970s style of basketball. This is the worst three-point team in the playoffs, taking on the probable MVP Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo and his Bucks, who are missing a key player in Malcolm Brogdon. 
for this Watch whole out. playoff run. But they feature shooters such as Nikola Miritich, Chris Middleton, who's an all-star, and big money Brooke Lopez. They all surround the NBA's most dominant player when it comes to driving the basketball and maybe all together. Austin, do you all have any shot? Uh, we do not. So this is definitely the worst team in the East the Pistons could have drawn. The Bucks are the best three-point shooting team in the East by far. They have the best player in the East by even farther. And the Pistons are the worst three-point shooting team in the playoffs. We have no shooters. We have no one to match up with Giannis. They're going to have to put Blake Griffin on Giannis. Not sure how that's going to go. Man, this is going to be ugly. I was I really needed the Hornets to win last night because then we could have moved up to the seven and got the Raptors, who were also would have destroyed us, but we would have kept the games a little more interesting. I mean, the Pistons play at a slow pace. The Bucks run and gun. Three point difference is just going to be brutal. Man, I don't. I mean, I want to say Bucks in five, but probably Bucks in fourth. Pistons haven't won a playoff game since uh, the Chauncey Billups administration. We got there once, got swept by LeBron. He's really good on uh, the post game shows, though. Yeah, uh, him, Sheed, Tayshawn, all those guys. Last time we won a playoff game, got swept a couple years ago. We're back looking to win just one game here. That's the goal. Yeah, I hear you. And that's the thing, man. It's fun when your team's in the playoffs. It's probably been a while for you. You at least get to watch some Pistons playoff games. Yeah, if you I guys would, somehow I'd, win game one, you're going to be fired oh, up. Oh, man, it's on, man. Yeah, I'd rather watch us get slaughtered four straight times and pick 14th and draft some guy who will never be good, I guess. Yeah, don't worry <laughs> about it, buddy. Dylan, what do you think here? So, three minutes ago, you said, let's talk about some real competition. And then we start talking about the Pistons against the Bucks, <laughs> The least intriguing matchup in the playoffs by far. The only advantage, I will give Pistons the advantage on the glass. Oh, we are getting so many boards. On the glass, I'll give them that. You guys probably get a few boards. Yeah. A couple of If Griffin's healthy and Drummond, you know, does what he usually does, they'll have a decent impact on, on the boards. It's not going to matter, though. They have too much talent. I mean, I don't have much to say about this matchup. I'm heartbroken that I'm not a part of this matchup. Yeah, it's gonna be real fun. It's gonna be a sweep. I think I don't. I think you might get one close game. Like these spreads are gonna be ridiculous. I do think that the uh, Hornets would have formed a better matchup for the Bucks. Um, I think the Bucks are beatable. I don't know what kind of stock I put in them to win this entire conference, but. I sure do know that I like them to beat the Pistons. I think we all do. I think anybody that pays any attention to the NBA does. Let's move Not on to, to the. Let's move on to an actual matchup: Celtics Pacers. Classic matchup here, guys. Of talent mixed with a bunch of egos versus a solid, fundamental basketball team that just loves to play together. Just hearing that, you might take the second one. But if you take a minute to look at the rosters, you'll see why the talent is the way to go. So let's uh, let's take a look here at uh, the Celtics roster that they're going to bring into this series, and then I'll tell you guys who's on the Pacers, and you guys can tell me who you want to pick. So the Celtics are going to bring Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Kyrie Irving, Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, and maybe even a little Brad Wanamaker to the playoffs from Pittsburgh. Don't forget about him. So the Pacers are going to run out a lineup where their best player is going to be Bajan Bogdanovic, who we really like. Maybe but the that, best player on a couple teams. Yeah, maybe maybe the Pistons. Uh, Darren Collison is going to be out there. A little bit of Tyreek Evans. Don't sleep on Drew Holiday's brother Aaron Holiday getting some minutes. Uh, Wes Matthews traded for him. He's been a really nice replacement for Victor Oladipo, who's not playing. Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young, and uh, Demontis Sabonis. A little Doug McDermott might see a little bit of him. And Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph's going to play about thirty minutes a game in this series. So uh, with that being said, and after I just gave you all a little lesson on who's on whose team. Who do y'all like? 
It's crazy that the Celtics are even a four seed. If you had told everybody before the season started they're going to finish fourth. But they've had such an up-and-down year, ton of media distractions, mostly caused by Kyrie. The Pacers, the complete opposite of that. They've obviously suffered that brutal Old Depot injury. They've continued to play good the rest of the year, as good as they can with that outstanding roster you just named. They end up getting the five. I think the Celtics kind of figure it out. Not figure it out, but kind of just go into another gear here. They're more talented. They're deeper. They have more to prove, as in they have a better chance to make an actual run in this thing. The Pacers are really tough at home. They're not so great on the road. Obviously, the talent level is the talent gap is there. I like the Celtics here. Obviously, shocker. Uh, I think the Pacers win a game or two, though. I think the Celtics win this in six. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I have many thoughts on that Pacers roster. I uh, I don't. I definitely don't think that this Pacers team is going to go out here. Yeah, they're not just going to lay down. They got a lot of heart. They, they're fun to watch live. Bogdanovich is seriously awesome. They're just. One, two, three, maybe four guys away from winning a playoff series. Yeah, so that's a lot. Yeah, I, I really like the Celtics here. One thing about this series, though, is Marcus Smart, one of the best players on the Celtics, and a really core member, like really important to have out there. He's going to do the little things. He's going to guard the other team's best player. That's really important when they constantly have four guys out there that want to shoot every time. Marcus Smart's going to be out for this entire series. I'm not putting a bunch of stock in that. I think when you have nine guys that all think they should start, one of them going out that isn't necessarily a top two guy isn't the worst thing in the world. I think you're going to get more out of Terry, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward because of that injury. It's it's a little weird. I, I think it's addition by subtraction in some ways. Dylan, what do you think? So I think that the series could have like a smidge of potential, but there are things that the Pacers like have to do in order for that to happen. They can't allow the Celtics to crush them on the glass. And they they need some of those role players to step up. You can't just lean on Bogdanovich to carry you to a win. That's not going to happen. Obviously, hitting out, outside shots is going to be huge. They've been terrible on the glass. They've gotten killed on the glass all year. Their defense is solid, but I'm, I think that it's one of those things where like you lose your star player and you just try harder than everybody else. It's a good system. During the regular season, the Celtics won three of the four matchups. The one that the Pacers did win, Oladipo was playing, and he had 24-12. and 12. So, like, huge impact there. Losing Marcus Smart is definitely tough. You know, it's, a, it's one of the best glue guys, I think, in the entire NBA. Um, but I don't think that it really hurts them this series. It will down the line, but I don't think it hurts them in this series. Pacers will push the Celtics in a couple of games and kind of give them, like, a smack in the mouth early in games. But, I mean, I'm going with the Celtics in six. I hear you. I'm, I'm also going with the Celtics. I do think the Pacers are tough at home. I, I've gone to a couple Pacers home games this year, and the ticket prices go up a ton the day of the game. You get in there, the top level is really into the game. It's sold out almost every time now. They're going to bring a nice home court advantage. This team has been through too much, has fought back too hard to go out here and get swept. But, like you said, that Oladipo win that the Pacers did have and how prevalent he was in that game, I think speaks to his importance to this team. If he can come back healthy next year, I think the Pacers are a real threat in the East. But too much firepower in Boston. I'll take the Celtics minus 5.30 to advance. I know it's pretty bold. I think five games. I love this one coming up, guys. This is my favorite series. It's also got a huge spread, which I don't necessarily understand. We're going to get to it. The 76ers at minus 700. Is way too high. Against the Brooklyn Nets, led by Louisville's own D'Angelo Russell, he's a shoe in to be the NBA's most improved player and a frequent appearer in Magic Johnson's nightmares. 
I think this series is going to be closer than people think. And Bede's health remains in question as the rumors have it. He's going to sit game one right now. I have the 76ers at 5-1 to one to win the East. I took it the very second the Tobias Harris trade happened. It's now 2.5-1. to one. I don't feel great about it. What do you all see here? Yeah, this is also my favorite first-round series, definitely in the East. I think the Sixers might have the best lineup as far as talent goes, 1-5, to five, just their top five guys. Simmons, Redick, Tobias. Um, Butler and Butler, Embiid. Yeah, I couldn't think of Jimmy. And Embiid, yeah. I mean, they have that's three all-stars, Tobias, who easily could have been all-star this year, and everybody knows about Redick, absolute sniper. But I love this Nets team. The emergence of D'Lo has probably been my favorite storyline of the whole season this year. They play fast. They play with high energy. They have shooters everywhere. That man, Jared Dudley, absolutely got off last weekend. That was fun, yeah. It's really awesome to me how quickly the Nets rebounded from that KG Pierce trade. I remember my hot takes back then were this franchise is never going to recover. They gave up every first-round pick they've ever had for two 38-year-old guys. Yeah, but they beat the Raptors in that uh, seven-game yeah. series. Game seven, Pierce had the block. It was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and they I'm not sure it's worth it. Took two games against the Heat the next round. Yeah, I don't know. I just I thought this franchise was going to turn into like a Cleveland Brown situation. Like They're just terrible for 20 years. And then they're just the best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, no, not to that extent. But, <laughs> but they bounce back a lot quicker than a lot of franchises do when they go through something like that. As good as the Sixers are, they're re- they've been pretty bad on defense post-All-Star break, and the Nets have the ability to make this a series. I don't think I'm to the point where I can say I want. I think the Nets are actually going to win the series, but i like them to take it to seven or at least six. I just think the Sixers too much Embiid down low if he does come back healthy. I like the Sixers here, but I think this is going to be an awesome, awesome series. Embiid's the X factor, man. You you saw him. He had that like crazy thirty-eight and nineteen performance the other weekend. He gave that interview where right after he says, "I'm the best player in the league. I'm the most unstoppable player in the league. I'm the best defensive player in the league." I think he really believes that, and I think at times it it's looks not, he's that not way. far off. Yeah, yeah it, he really in terms of him being a center and all the different things that he can bring to your team. I wish he would shoot fewer threes. Uh, me and all the 76ers, 5-1 to one backers, all want him to <laughs> shoot less threes. But that pump fake and the way he gets everybody to fall for it is incredible. His footwork for being 7-foot-plus is really awesome. One of my favorite players in the NBA. I, man, I'm so happy that this is the one kicking off the TV schedule. This is going to oh, be yeah. Saturday, 2.30 ESPN. First playoff game coming on. I can't wait. Dylan, what do you like here? So the Nets are actually a pretty deep team. Um, the three main guys off the bench, you have uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, and Damari Carroll. They're fourth in bench scoring in the league. And on the flip side, the 76ers are 27th. So the Nets are going to need to keep that up and get some production off the bench. If Embiid's healthy, they're going to struggle to contain him. I mean, he's probably, I mean, in my opinion, he's the best center in the league, like you said, with everything that he's able to do. The last time they played, he had 39-13. and 13. That is, that's tough for any team to overcome, especially when, like Austin said, the 76ers have so many weapons around them in that starting five. The Sixers have to get something off of their bench if they're going to not struggle in the series. I mean, the most prevalent guy off their bench right now is Mike Scott. Dude, he's so fucking He's got a emojis tattooed on his arm. He People also forget. came in with that um, – that hockey jersey that Dwight gave to Michael Scott, which was that was kind of cool. It said so, from Dwight on the back. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. points for him. Any like, guy that likes the office and has emojis tattooed on him, he's got it fans in us. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's that's, that's, that's one guy. That's one guy off the bench. The other guys that you're really, you know, looking at coming off the bench, TJ McConnell, 
Jonathan Simmons. TJ McConnell is Bo a Bar. dog, yeah, bro. He is a dog. One of my favorite players in the league. So, like, some, some guys that you're like, okay, they're in the NBA, but, like, if they come out, like, are you really scared of them? Like, I, I just – they have to get something from those guys. Another really? thing with the Sixers is they're not a great three-point shooting team in my eyes. You have Redick and you have Tobias Harris, which are – they're great. But outside of that, you have Jimmy and Embiid who are decent. Ben Simmons is a mystery from three because he won't shoot it. And the Embiid guys on will. The bench, yeah, Embiid definitely will. And the guys on the bench, I mean, it's hit or miss. So I think the Sixers are really going to struggle in this series. I think that they have quite a bit more talent than the Nets, which will will them to victory. Um, I'm going to go Philly in seven, and I think that Same. this is going to be probably the closest like game-to-game series, maybe in the entire playoffs. I, I would agree. I'm, I also have the 76ers in seven. I think we all do. I, I do like the Nets at the plus 500 to start the series, though. Yeah, I think the Nets have it. a really good chance to steal game one, possibly game two, especially with Embiid's health in question. The, the 76ers crunch time five, as Austin said. It, it, it could be the best in basketball in terms of offense and defense, both sides of the ball, both being equally considered. But as Dylan said, the the Nets bench is a top five bench here in this playoffs. And the 76ers have shown at times to go out, completely lay an egg on offense, to have nights where they score under 100 points because they're just not a high-volume three-point shooting team, which is why, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Sixers. I want them to win the East for my gambling purposes, but I don't really see them being able to come out of the East given their inability to shoot the ball for entire games at times. But last last series here, guys. Raptors minus 1,120. What? What a line. These lines are so high, man. To the Magic's plus 700 to advance. I really, really like the Magic's roster and their crunch time five of Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross, and Evan Fournier. It's a huge team that doesn't necessarily huge, use a point guard. I just don't know if that's enough to beat even a halfway out the door Kawhi Leonard. The Raptors roster has changed because of like just last season. I mean, listen to this, guys. There are 396 players with 1,500 minutes played in the postseason. Kawhi ranks third all-time in playoff win shares. DeMar DeRozan, the man he replaced, 391st. It is an insane upgrade, guys. I mean, that's it's like having a 96 Acura and jumping in a Ferrari right after. It's insane disparity right there. What do you guys like? The Magic are red hot. They've won 8 of 10 just to get in the playoffs. They took my Pistons 6 seed, fell back down to the 7, obviously. I think the, Magic's, I do, I think the Magic will keep most of these games pretty close. But like you just mentioned, I think it's too much Kawhi. Too many weapons. The Raptors are very deep off their bench. Mark Gasol certainly isn't what he used to be just a few years ago, but his size and defensive ability could give Vucevic enough trouble. You're not going to stop Vucevic. He's a he's an all-star. You're not going to stop him. I think Gasol slows him down enough. I like the Raptors in six here. And, yeah, yeah Raptors in six. I'm going to have to go Raptors as well. I do like the Raptors in seven, though. I saw the Magic live play the Pacers, and I, I love the Pacers. I had the Pacers. The Magic beat me there in person. Terrence Ross had 30. So, I mean, I can't get that out of my head. All these Terrence Ross pull-up threes, all these Vucevic in-your-face jumpers. I think that Gasol is on his way down, and Vucevic yeah, is on his way up. I do think that's a big advantage there. But the Raptors, man, they, they're going to start Pascal, Siakam, and, and Serge Ibaka at the 4-5, which... 
gives them kind of a small ball, fast lineup, but with a ton of length and size. And they also feature probably the best defensive player in the playoffs in Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I, I have to go Raptors, but I want to go Magic. I just want everybody to know that I want to go Magic. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think? See, I'm not really on the Magic at all, to be honest. I think the Raptors have been here before. They've been one of the best teams in the NBA for years. Like you said, they replace, you know, DeMar DeRozan with Kawhi, which is a huge upgrade. They have the link. They get out and run. And something very slept on, the same man beats the Raptors in the playoffs every single he's year. He's gone. And he's gone. He's gone. So, like, I think this is the year that the Raptors push past what they usually do. And Kawhi, Kawhi's 2-2 two and two against LeBron in finals. You know, he's yeah. not scared. And, I mean, well, maybe two years ago, maybe even last year, people – had conversations saying that maybe Kawhi Leonard was on that level with LeBron James. That's that's crazy to me. And well, he did that thing last year where he just stopped going didn't to stuff. Play, yeah. I, I yeah. don't understand that. Which, of, which is crazy because he was one of the guys in the league that I really, really enjoyed watching. I was like, you know, he's he's all business and all this, and then he just flips the switch on us and turns into some diva that doesn't speak, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I call him a diva since he doesn't talk, but he definitely didn't go to any of the stuff last year. He yeah. went to nine games. Which is very frustrating because <laughs> I thought the Spurs treated him really well. But anyways, um, Gordon and Siakam, that matchup's going to be really, really nice. Um, a lot of fast-paced athletic dudes out there running the floor. I, just, I think the Raptors have so much more than they do. I'm going Raptors in five. I think the Magic will steal one, but I think it's going to be a pretty easy series for the Raptors. Kawhi is sick, man. I mean, he's seriously a top four or five player in the league. He's been forgotten about in this back half because he kind of stopped going to stuff. I mean, he yeah. he's, he sits every single back-to-back. There's constant rumors of him going to the Clippers, the Lakers, pretty much anywhere else other than Toronto. But you've seen him flip that switch this year and, and be that Kawhi Leonard of 2014-15 that we all fell in love with. They're rested. They're rested is the thing. This Raptors team has rolled all year, and I'm telling you, Kawhi seriously sat out every other game during the back half. I, Lowry sat out a ton, too. I think Kawhi is going to take a ton of pressure off of Lowry in this series, and he's going to be better. This Raptors team's really deep, really solid. I'm going to go Raptors in seven. I want to go six. Raptors minus a trillion to advance, I guess. Uh, All did right. you did you see? You know how Serge Ibaka has that little cooking show. I don't know. He, Go he ahead and tell me show, about it. And uh, Kawhi was on the last episode today, and Serge got him to eat some cow penis on national TV. So now they're saying uh, you don't just eat cow penis with you guys and then leave. So that is kind of true. Kawhi and back to the Raptors. He next ate year cow confirmed. penis, and he is actually sponsored by New Balance, so his feet are. Always comfortable. Yeah, now that you all said that. Yeah, so uh, uh, slow your roll on Kawhi leaving. <laughs> yeah, that was some really useful information. We'll get to the finals now after that. <laughs> Austin, just give me your finals prediction while I get my thoughts back together. All right, I'll start in the West, and it's it's such a lame pick, but I feel like if you pick anything else, you're more of just kind of wishful thinking on this. Okay. I know you're going to, but, I mean, it's got to be the Warriors. I hope I'm wrong. I've never wanted to be wrong more. I want the NBA to be great again. I want – variety in the finals but this isn't the year they have probably have the best starting five in NBA history top to bottom they haven't lost a series since KD came to town barring injury I don't see any way they don't come out of the west they obviously they're probably gonna play the Rockets in the second round I think that's the only team that even has a chance to push this team to six or seven I just don't think they do so I got the Warriors coming out of the west 
Down to the east, obviously the Pistons. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Pistons, Pistons getting swept out of the first round. Um, I like the Celtics still. I was leaning Raptors. They're deep. I love Spicy P, Kawhi. I think I'm going to go Celtics. Playoff Kyrie, they're probably the deepest team in the east as far as they have a lot of people coming off their bench that it could start for a lot of these teams. Awesome coach, too. Yeah, Brad Stevens, can't sleep on him. Um, yeah, more of just a Kyrie thing. And this is more of a value pick for me because they're plus uh, – they're 4-1 to one to win the East. And I didn't want to go chalk. I, th- I still think the Bucks are the best team in the East. I'm not going to pick them to come out, though. I'm going to go roll with the Celtics, the four seed. Celtics-Warriors, which was what most experts had their preseason picks to be. A lot has changed since then, but – yeah, Celtics versus Warriors. I hope I'm wrong about the Warriors, but we'll see. That'd be an awesome finals. I would, I would yeah, love defense to. versus offense and Kyrie, Steph. I all think that. we've all kind of wanted the Celtics to Get, be the Celtics yeah. and just play to their potential, whether you're a Celtics fan or not. And that would be a really cool thing to see them pull it together this late in the year. And I do think the East is wide open. I think it's a pretty yeah, much four horse I mean, race. All four of those teams, I think any four could come out for real. And I think they would all be awesome to watch against the Warriors or the Rockets. And, you know, the Celtics. Knocked the Bucks out last year, and they were missing Hayward and Kyrie, and yeah. they eliminated a Bucks team who has yeah, most of the same guys back. They'll get the Bucks in the second round too, because they're the four seed. Yeah, I'm not super confident in it. I think, like I said, any of these four teams could win it. I love the and the Raptors. It feels like this has to be the Raptors' year. Yeah, if they're going to do it, Kawhi might be gone. LeBron is finally out of the East. The Raptor killer. All out of, out of the playoffs. Yeah, but more importantly for them, he's not anywhere near their conference anymore. It just feel it feels like it has to be the Raptors' year, but I don't know if I can trust them. I know they lost all those series to one guy, but I don't know if I can trust the playoff Raptors quite yet. Okay, Celtics Warriors. I'm assuming you're gonna go with the Warriors as your NBA champion. Yeah, uh, trying to reverse jinx here. I, um, I hope the Warriors lose in the first round. But yeah, you got, are the unparalleled absolute king of the reverse jinx. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to pull it off here, like. I don't want the Warriors to win. That was the last thing I want. But I feel way better about my pick after you uh, how do I, called the reverse jinx out. How do I pick against them, though? I mean, they haven't lost a series. They're 1-3 uh, against the Rockets this year. <laughs> Dylan, who is going to the finals in your mind? So, just with my old age, I've turned into a boring guy. I'm going with the Warriors. They dominated Good the pick, playoffs dude. in recent years. And they just have too much firepower. I mean, it's it's – insane watching them play and they just do it every single year which i mean isn't saying much because of how much talent they have the only team that can keep up with them and make it interesting would be the rockets i would almost go on record to say that the rockets can actually beat them but to say that would be me being bold which sometimes i am but not right now clearly yeah yeah i'm gonna go with the warriors um and then I like the Raptors. Like I said, they've consistently been one of the best teams in the NBA, and it's time for them to get over that hump. If one of the best players in the league in Kawhi Leonard, and they can really get out and run and push and transition. The only thing that worries me is that if Kawhi isn't having like his best day or he just stops caring like he has before, like where do they go from there? Um, but give me – the Raptors, give me the Warriors, and then I like the Warriors over the Raptors in five. It's tough, but, you know, here we are again watching the Warriors hold up the trophy. Maybe this will be the last time for a while if Kevin Durant leaves, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, I guess. You know, if the Warriors get to the finals, 
any of these four teams in the East, I feel like it's going to be very easy to say this team's happy to be there. LeBron's gone. He's been in the finals every single year in the East for the last 10 years. Anybody that gets to the finals from the East and faces the Warriors, it's really tough to see them going on and beating the Warriors from that point because they would have already achieved pinnacle success that no other team in the East could have achieved in this decade. So... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think if you put the Warriors in the finals, you have to go with the Warriors to win it. I'm not going to be that guy, though. I'm not going to take the Warriors. I was that guy yesterday. I took the Lightning to win the NHL, and you know what? They're down one nothing. So, you know, I'm I'm still I'm going to go against the grain. Uh, it, going with the favorite just isn't working for me. I'm going to go Rockets. I'm going to go with my heart. I wish it was 76ers Rockets for gambling purposes. But I'm going with the Raptors. I'm going Kawhi versus Harden, CP3 versus Lowry. It's going to be a weird finals. It, it just is. I don't think the Warriors are going to get there. I think there's too much drama on the team. This league's really about to shake up, I think, in free agency. I hope so. A- after this league ends, and I think you're about to see something weird. So I'll take uh, the Rockets and Raptors, two different shades of red. This was Red Talk. Thanks to Austin Bickett, Dylan Bickle. This was fun. Let's go watch some awesome basketball, win some money, hockey on all weekend too, Masters coming. It's going to be a great time. I'll be back Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning with a group of my friends for a Game of Thrones betting preview and all kinds of my buddy's favorite theories involving the world's most popular show. Until next time, TTYL.